Are you ready? Can you believe it's tomorrow already? I think about that. You know, we say, go, oh, what's tomorrow going to bring? And, you know, how many of you went to sleep the night hoping the Chiefs would win? <laughs> or Green Bay. Or the Bills. Yeah, there you go. Right? Or who's the other team? Oh, yeah, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of things we do. You know, we're in week three of our Fear Not series. And uh, we've looked at the differences between healthy and unhealthy. Remember the statement? We know that God does not give us a spirit of fear, but rather a spirit of power and love and self-control. Now think about that. When you and I begin to fear, and we all do, every day, different things, we need to remember that the healthy fear and the unhealthy fear. And last week we talked about and we considered that fear has its proper place. Remember that statement? Fear has a proper place where? In the hands of God. Um, today we're going to discover something new about fear, an important lesson that Jesus taught us. He taught his original followers these words, and the importance of it really cannot be understated. And here's it simply this. As followers of Christ, we are called to be focused on the day. And I, that's kind of what I wrote it out. The Bible says it's a little different. We're going to hang out right there with that. But you know, the opportunities to fear, for anxiety, worry, doubt, there are historically high levels in our community, in our world, even in our country today. People are struggling as much right now as they ever have. Emotionally, physically, financially. All those kinds of ways we're seeing it, it pile up. You know, the current climate only makes Jesus' words more wonderful when you hear him say this. And this is a verse you ought to memorize, underline, get to know here. In Matthew chapter 6, that's where we're going to hang out today. Matthew 6, 34, 6. Therefore, and we're going to talk about what all came before, because therefore, as I, as I learned as a kid, probably 50 plus years ago, my own Sunday school teacher said, if there's a therefore in the Bible, why is it therefore? And I'm like, huh? She says, if it's a therefore, why is it therefore? And I'm like, I still don't get it. But you know, back in those days, yes, ma'am. Then one little girl said, ma'am, can you help us understand this? When you see a therefore, pay attention to watch around it because it's a big word that says, pay attention. Now go back and watch it and listen. And we did. We said they're like little robots back in the day. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Not ESV. You know, he says it a little different. Uh, and it reminds us of some things there as well. We'll get to that a little later too. But it tells us that trouble comes. Tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. That's how the NIV closes that out. You know, Jesus says, don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. We don't need to worry. Think about it. It's really a waste. It's really a waste of eternally valuable time and energy that he has given to us. Well, what does that leave us with? What does it leave us with? It leaves us literally with one day at a time. It allows us to be focused on today, to be present, to deal appropriately with what's going on in our lives and around us at the moment. Every circumstance, every situation that comes our way. How many of you are counting on snow tomorrow? 
I know a couple of you are, because some of you don't like school. Not to mention any names over there. And brother's crying because he may have to go not go to school. Sister's saying, please no, please no. Now, we've been here in North Missouri long enough to know that four inches, eight, twelve inches can turn into anything. So who knows? But what is that tomorrow? Worry about it when it becomes today. Make plans, think about it. But you can't change that. Sufficient for the day is trouble of its own. So think about that now with me as we turn to chapter 6 in Matthew's Gospel. If you've got your Bibles, grab it and turn with me. And I want you to listen to what Jesus says about troubles and worry. And as we focus on today, when we talk about fear not. Remember the 365 plus fear not or do not fear in the Bible. You can take that concordance run out again with our computers. Now you can just tell me, find every verse that has that. And you can run that down. You can read a new verse every day. Well, here's another one that talks a little bit about that. Here in Matthew 6, we're going to pick up verse 25. Now Jesus is talking to the disciples here, uh, as you're familiar with. And they're asking questions. And he's going through all that. And he simply says this. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valued than they? And which of you being anxious can add a single hour to the span of life? He goes on to say in verse 31, Therefore, therefore, what I just told you, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. As the NIV says, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself, for each day has enough trouble of its own. Yeah, there's enough trouble every day, no matter what we do. So what I want you to consider as we process this this morning in the time we have, consider your value in Christ. What's valuable in your life? What's important? How valuable are you? Your life is more important than the food we eat, the clothes you wear, the vacation you might take next month, the size of your retirement account, your zip code, anything else you have to think about or might be concerned with, your value in Christ is more important than all those. The fact is, God believes you are so valuable that he sent his one and only son to die and suffer in your place so that you might spend eternity with God. That's how valuable you are. Don't want anyone to tell you any different. We beat ourselves up many times. We play as the old days in my younger days of counseling when I used to say, quick, pull the tapes off the wall and plug them in. And I would say, don't turn the CD on where everybody is. And now i got to redo my language again. Pretend it's a digital file in your head of what you heard growing up or what that teacher said or your parents said or your ex-husband or ex-wife or whatever said. Quit giving it space in your head. Listen to what God wants to tell you. 
Listen to what God wants to tell you. Our Heavenly Father doesn't want us to waste one second of this precious life that He has given to us, paralyzed by unhealthy fear, by worry, anxiety, or doubt. You ever been paralyzed with fear? We all have different times. Our heartbeat goes to those, those innate things that are in our DNA that protect us, that guide us, that help us when fear occurs. It kicks in and you become hyper alert and hyper reactive. But God doesn't want us to be paralyzed with unhealthy fear, worry, anxiety, or doubt. He is willing to take it all. Remember the secret that Paul told us and we learned about fear and anxiety and worry last week? These things belong in the hands of God. As Paul said in Philippians 4, 6 and 7, he says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Were you anxious at the beginning of this week? Many people were. Has it turned like you thought it would? Are some things better than you thought? Are some things worse than you thought? Sure. But the reality is, we were hanging out Think about my needs that are taking today, most all of us. You don't have to be consumed with what might happen tomorrow or next month or when the kids move out or somebody else moves on or whatever goes on in your lives. You're too valuable and your time on earth is too precious to be lost to future fear that you don't have control of anyway. Who's going to be in the Super Bowl? None of us have control. We may have our favorite teams, we may wish they would be there, we may think, oh, if I could just wake up and it could be over, or anything like that. You're going to watch the games with anticipation, or if you're working and you're recording, you say, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. And yet somebody tells you how the score was in the end. Our daily responsibilities that we have, we don't have control of many things. As God's people, we are reminded to live and to walk by faith each and every day. We need to trust God even when we face fear. Healthy or unhealthy, we need to trust God. And we discover that we can play an active role in identifying that fear when we give it back to God. Turn it over. God, hey, I can't handle this. This is yours. This is our daily responsibility. Ask yourself this. Is fear robbing you of the promises of God in your life? Is fear stealing your precious time for what God intends for your life? Are you feeling paralyzed by potential trouble that the future may or may not bring? Folks, we need to learn to act in the present today. Act in the present today. Act today. Right now. Sum it up. Decide not to worry. Look at verses 25 and 27 again. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body and what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? 
Hey, take a look at the birds around in the air. They don't sow, they don't reap, they don't gather in the barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them or the other people put bird feeders out, right? God takes care of them. He's telling them that. Are you not more valued than those birds? Which of you think can be anxious can have a single hour of your lifespan? Can you even control it? Decide not to worry. As we act in the presence of today, here's the second thing we need to do. Trust God that He's going to take care of it. Trust God that He's going to take care of you. Verse 31 says, Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? The Gentiles, they seek after these things. But your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. Now think about that. God knows what we need. Sometimes our needs and wants are kind of the same. Sometimes they're not. Oh, I need that. Sure. I need transportation, but do I need that brand new? Uh, I thought I always wanted the Mustangs. I've been seeing the commercial for an electric Mustang. Have you seen the electric commercial? And I'm thinking, but I do want to drive one sometime. I just want to see if it really can go like a real Mustang. Well, you know. With an electric motor, save all the environment, all that good stuff, but can it run fast? Now, for you guys that are in cars, you don't even know what a Mustang is, don't worry about it. It's a child of the 60s and 70s, that was one of my things I love. But you know, God didn't give me a fast top Mustang. He knows what I would have done with it. But He did give me a car to get around. I came home from college and needed a car to go to work and a pastor to do things. A little five-door, four-door red square back dancing that I hated from the moment I saw it. <laughs> but it was a perfect car for me at that time in my life. And I wish I would have been able to have kept it in the nut because it lasted a long time. My uncle knew what he was doing and he pointed that to me and said, this is the car we're going to get for it. Jesus' top priority in our lives. Look at verse 33 again. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added. Are we seeking God's kingdom by sharing our faith? Are we talking to people about what God is doing in our life? Not that we were saved as a nine-year-old kid. That's important. Some of us I saved, I am saved, and will be saved. But I can talk about what God does right now. When things fall apart, when things struggle, when it's, it's a tough time to be around. Live each day. Here's the fourth one. Live each day, one day at a time. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. about tomorrow, tomorrow will worry for itself, for each day has enough trouble of its own, or as this translation simply says in ESV, sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Each day has got enough trouble in it. Don't borrow, don't plan on it before or afterwards, deal with it one day at a time. So when you and I decide not to worry and trust God to take care of us, to give Jesus top priority in our life, then we will learn 
that truth about how we can overcome the fear when we focus on the day, one day at a time. Look at verse 34 as we close out today. Memorize this, mark it. Think about it. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. May God bless you and guide you this week as you share together, as you serve Him. Be anxious about tomorrow. Let's pray. God, thank you for our time together, for the opportunity to be here today to share and to worship with you in Jesus' name.